already took, she took a picture of these, so they have to be the exact prices, or else she'd be like, "Why are they not the right prices?" What? Yeah. Let's say what? <clears throat> Where are your notes at, girl? Where's my computer? Oh. <laughs> On your computer that you just closed. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh no. What is she doing? Is this going to be one of those nights? <laughs> your computer screen is going to be broken when you open it. I know. Shatter. Oh my god, I love that. Okay, oh my god, is it broken? Uh, no. Ah! Why would it be broken? Well, you slammed it pretty hard. Uh, I always do. It's not my computer. Have you seen the new razors? There's like a smartphone razor that's come out. Oh. You can slam like the old razors. Uh, even a flip phone? Yeah. But I'm, I would be afraid that the screen would break. Is Because when you open it up, it's why, a smartphone. Why do you want to go, why do, why would it, why would we want to start going back to flip phones again? The it's nostalgia? Smaller. Aren't all smartphones getting like bigger and bigger with each step? Just for the screen. But then you can have a big screen and close it down to a smaller thing. Close it down to a smaller. You know. Anyways, welcome to the Our Spoopy Podcast. Oh, woo! We a made podcast it. podcast about all kinds of spoopy stuff. Like what? Like what we're going to talk about tonight. We've got monsters. We've, we've got, got ghouls. M- murderers. Got murder. uh, you know, m- massacres of people. Ooh. Uh, Occasionally drag. We're not doing that right now because yeah. we're trying to figure that out. Worthless. <laughs> but we'll get there. Yes. There will be drag. Anyways, welcome to the stage, Chris. Woo! I'm here. I've arrived. Hello, Schmello. Schmello? Uh, it's nice to see you. It's, uh, yeah, I'm alive. <laughs> Tell us about how you're living. Um,. You had fun this weekend, didn't you? Oh, yeah, a little bit too much. That's why I did not throw up, but you should ask Savannah if she knows someone who did. Because Um, it was her. Because she did it. (laughs) In our tent. (laughs) While we were not there. What is your tent? Your eight-person tent? Ten-person tent. It was massive. Ten-person tent. I love it. She threw up in the corner on on herself. I don't know where she threw up, but she apparently cleaned, yeah, she cleaned it up somehow. Um, and as of this morning, I learned on Twitter that she might have also had sex in your tent. <laughs> I did not say that. You she had did. sex in your tent. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you were she trash. It doesn't matter. A tent while she was pitching a tent. She literally can't pitch a tent. I don't know. She did the pitching. <laughs> she yeah. She might have. She would do the pitching. Pitch a tent. Yeah. She yeah. was like reading the directions. No, I read so. In reality, when we pitched the tent, I was doing quite a bit of that, which is surprising because I fucking don't people? know how to do any of that. What pitching? While you were doing that, you were doing that. In reality, making a real tent, not a boner. Okay, we're talking. Okay, anyways. Uh, back to- <laughs> anyway, child. <laughs> Big tents. Big boobs. <laughs> Um, so you had a good time. I did. Yeah, I you did tons of ecstasy and acid and passed out in the woods well, and spoke to... Well, apparently I made a drunken joke about doing meth, and then everyone was like, did you actually do meth? And I was like... Mm-hmm. Let me see your teeth. <laughs> Brown. Yep, they're gone. <laughs> Wait, they I mean, you have one left. Okay. It's, well, it's a good one. The, which one is the good one? The the vampire one. Oh, this one? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good snaggle tooth. Yeah. It's like... Let me just try to pull it out real quick. Just, 
Oh, gone. Oh my god. <laughs> got, got Call the too. tooth fairy. <laughs> that must be like twenty bucks. She just comes and gives me more math. <laughs> LOL. Oh no, that's terrible. Um I got lost in the woods for quite a bit of time. Uh, which was wonderful. Nine nine miles of walking somehow. Um, but I made it back to the campsite, did not die. Uh, we had a good time. Uh, woke up in the morning, very hungover. Um, felt like death. Went to a diner after that. Waited for what felt like forever. And it was five minutes. Yeah, probably was only five minutes. Um, but then we ate food and I somehow drove the car back. And then we napped all day. Hmm. And then we woke up, ate dinner, and then all went back to sleep before nine o'clock. <laughs> So it was a good time. It was a good time. Wow. <laughs> so it took it took a lot out of me. But the Renaissance Festival is um, always a ton of fun. Every year. We always have someone in our group who is a complete disaster. Uh, and this, this year, year it was, it was me. So that's fine. Last year it was Nick and one of his other friends. This year it was me and Savannah. So. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Chris, Chris. and Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. We're the messy ones. <laughs> LOL. I love it. Um. <clears throat> so... You want to talk about some spoopy stuff, though? Oh, my God. Yeah, because you've got 11 pages worth. So I've got 11 pages worth. You've got quite so. a bit of that. So we'll do some little band. So who went first last time? You did? Yeah, it was me. Yeah, you did the, the mermaids last time. Mermaids. So you talked about mermaids last time. And I was like, oh, my God. Actually, the reason was because I made a comment last week about talking about how one of the Pokemon Magikarp was inspired by like a Japanese like river monster kind of thing. And so I was like, what the fuck is the name of the river monster? And guess what I'm talking about this time? Carpa Magia. No, I'm talking about the Kappa monster. Oh! The Japanese river monster! Wow. How weird! I don't know where I got so to original. I know, uh, it. so original. It's so weird. And at first I was like, I'm going to Google this and there's going to be like half a page worth and I'm going to have to you know, go, go searching. No, bitch. We've got three pages of writing down here. So let's get strapped in. Get your strap-ons. Let's... What? Let's get let's get going. Um, do you know what? I, get a little closer. Oh, okay. Do you? That means I have to rearrange everything. Hold on. Yeah, okay. You should have done that before. Uh, Spencer's yelling at me. Move ah! your phone, you fucking cunt. Is it? Okay. Uh, uh. Okay. Can we? Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what game you should get? <gasps> Luigi's Mansion. Oh, I played that. But I've only made it to, like, the first level, and it was also 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, oh, this is boring. But I guess I'll play more into it. Maybe I'll buy it. But it's new, and it's $60. It's There's just... a demo out? No, it wasn't a demo. My friend let me borrow his. Oh. And then we went to bed. Hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, oh. She's got a friend now. <laughs> anyways... We are talking about the Kappa Monster. So the Kappa Monster is a yokai. Ah! A yokai. Mm-hmm. Inuyasha. Or, or a, an imp. Uh, so what is a yokai? A yokai is basically like a, like a spirit, demon. a demon, you know, things like that. We talked about yokais in uh, Aoki Gia... Uh, damn it. Aoki Gahara. Can <laughs> never say it right. Never did on the episode. That was like, what, episode seven? Mm-hmm. Um, and the mermaids. We talked about it on the mermaids. Yeah, we did talk I about the mermaids. Because I was, I was really interested. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we are talking, we will get into some ideas of mermaids in the mermaids. future. Uh, but we are talking about the Kappa monster right now, which is River Monster. Wait, did we talk about the Kappa? You didn't talk about the Kappa. Uh-uh. In Japan? No, okay. 
So they are found in Japanese folk folklore, said to be roughly humanoids about the size of a child and live in Japanese rivers, streams, and ponds. Um, it is typically described to be a greenish creature with scaly or slimy skin, webbed hands and feet, and has a turtle-like shell on its back. <gasps> it's like the creature from the lagoon. I don't know what that is. The 50s monster? I, did you watch 50s movies? Yeah, there was one playing when you came in. Why? Because I like old movies. <laughs> Shut up and keep going, you guys. <laughs> fucking stupid we, ass. We watched this one scary movie, like me and my little brothers did. Uh, my little brothers, my little brother and my older brother um, watched it. My parents were like, oh my God, this was a movie that came out um, when we were younger and like it used to, you know, scare us so much. It was like a 1950s like scary movie. And like this person like climbing out of a, a pool or something like that. And it was about aliens. And like they flashed a light, like basically a flashlight, this person. And then all of a sudden it was just like a plastic skeleton that fell off of the, the pool ladder as this person was like climbing out of it. So it was like, Wow. Because it hates light. So It's scary. allergic to light. No, no, it wasn't the alien. It was a, a person. Like the alien flashed a, <gasps> a phaser at them, essentially, and mm -hmm. burned them. And I was like, wow, this is... It's a good movie. Great. <laughs> My aunt was telling me there's this movie with Betty Davis in it called Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. And she was oh. like, that's the movie that ruined horror movies for me. I can never watch a horror movie again. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> check this scary. shit out. <laughs> And the scariest thing in it is just like there's like a disembodied hand that's obviously made out of plaster. Oh my gosh! And you're like, oh, and a head rolls down the stairs too. That's scary. Out of a box. <gasps> that's that's scary. That's what my parents are like. I mean, that's so scary. And I'm like, I was like, I'm sure. <laughs> Nowadays, I can understand why kids are have massive anxiety, trust issues, and uh, depression because like, <laughs> my movies they stabbed you in the eye. Yeah, exactly. And it looked like they really stabbed him in the eye. <clears throat> yeah, ex exactly. Um, one peculiar trait uh, for a Kappa monster is the cavity on its head, also called the sara, meaning dish, plate, or bowl, uh, that retains water or some sort of liquid, which is regarded as the Kappa's power or life force. The cavity must be full any time that the Kappa is away from water. If the water dries out or if it spills, the Kappa will lose its power or even die. <gasps> the kappa is so there's more than one yeah there's tons of them oh yeah okay oh yeah, yeah. oh girl girl yeah girl oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah there's a lot of them okay um the kappa is also said to smell like fish and can even swim like one fish. Oh, fish. uh according to some accounts its arms are connected to each other through the torso and can slide from one side to the other yep so like like a noodle that goes through your body that you can slide on either side. Um, That's how people work. Yep. <laughs> so while they are primarily water creatures, they do on occasion venture onto land. When they do, the dish on their head can be covered with a metal cap for protection. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm laughing at that, but it's just I'm imagining a turtle with like a. Gotta a put my Tupperware yeah. on. <laughs> like <laughs> standing it's up. Press and seal. Yeah. Uh, so the Kappa are usually seen as mischievous troublemakers or trickster figures. Their actions range from the comparatively minor, such as looking up a woman's kimono, uh, <laughs> to the outright malevolent, such as drowning people and animals, kidnapping children, raping women, and at, t at times eating human flesh. 
Uh, though sometimes menacing, it may also behave amicably towards humans. As water monsters, Kappa have been blamed for drownings uh, and are often said to try to lure people into water and pull them in with their great skill at wrestling. For some reason, these skill creatures... Skill at wrestling? Wrestling. They're, for some reason, they're really good at wrestling. Yep. They're very intrigued by sumo wrestling and are very good at it. So, I mean, there's a lot of mud by the water. So, so they're just like... <laughs> like, Saturday night, <laughs> give me two Miller Lights and some the big mud pool. <laughs> titty girls to wrestle in the mud. In kimonos. <laughs> Uh, they are also uh, sometimes said to take their victims for the purpose of drinking their blood, eating their livers, or gaining power by taking their shirik. Sh- damn it, shirikodama, shirikodama, <laughs> a mythical ball Thank said God that to nobody contain. Nobody in Japan listens to this. Yeah, exactly. Shirikodama, shirikodama. Yes, um, which is a mythical ball said to Isn't contain. Is that a person on the view? Shirikodama. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's said to contain contain the soul. Do you want to know where this Shurikadama is located? In the bowl. The anus. Yep. That's where I would keep I it. I just wrote anus. <laughs> well, RuPaul, I'm a little embarrassed. Uh, yeah, so for some reason, our souls are located in our anuses. That's why... That's what, I mean, that's, that's a safe place to keep it. Probably why there's so many gay men. Oh. Just spitballing here. And that's the give their soul out. <laughs> Just Literally. Immediately. Take your boy's soul. <laughs> <laughs> gotta pay the troll toll. <laughs> uh, Kappa have been used to warn children of the dangers lurking in rivers and lakes, as Kappa are often, have been often said to try and lure people to water and pull them in. See, I mean, they tell these stories to children. They're like, don't go near the water. The demon in the water is going to reach his hand up your anus and steal your soul. soul. Like, Like, what the fuck? Is there a better way to go about this? (laughs) Can't you just say that they could drown? You might drown. The water might take you in. Nope. Nope. Soul in your anus. Water demon's going to come up and (laughs) shove its hand up your ass. Why don't you come on over and fuck me in the ass sometime? Not even fuck. It's fisting. Oh no! Come on over and prolapse my anus. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh jeez! Oh jeez! Uh, um, is there a snake in here? <laughs> there is a snake in my boob. Big boobs. Anyway, <laughs> ciao. <laughs> So even today, there are actual warning signs about Kappa that appear near bodies of water uh, in some Japanese towns and villages. Like they had pictures of like warning signs with like a little turtle. Turtle fister. How are you using that as the reasoning? Like it's going to come up and take your asshole. (laughs) Asshole. Take (laughs) your asshole. uh, Take your asshole. Not like, oh, this water's dangerous. Watch out. Okay. Yep. Makes sense, girl. Whatever. Japanese people do some stuff. Yeah, they do some stuff. Have you seen the new Queer Eye Japan? No, please tell me about the Queer Eye Japan. Um, Nothing's happened between this time and last. I mean, we're continuing the conversation that we started seconds ago. Um, Because I know exactly where the conversation was going. Mm -hmm. um, That we were saying... I said some shit happens in Japan. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's basically the entire show. Because they did like four, like a mini episode, four, a mini series um, of when they go over there and they take like four different people um, and kind of help, help change their lives and stuff. It's actually really cute. Uh, But also uh, there's just a lot of things that happen. 
So, that's cute. You should that's watch gay. it. If you like the Queer Eye show, you should watch it. I don't really like Queer Eye. Okay, then don't watch it. Um, but everyone else, watch it and then message me on our Spoopy podcast uh, at our Spoopy on Twitter because I respond to that <laughs> all the time. Just go ahead and message Chris so that I don't have to see. That. You won't even see it anyways. What do you um, mean? Uh, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> So the Kappas are also said to victimize animals. Raise your hand if you have ever been personally victimized by a Kappa. Me. <laughs> I would like they to know. They came and they fisted. <laughs> I would like to note that everyone in this room raised their hand, including Kennedy. <laughs> He's so sad he won't even look at us now. <laughs> My butthole. <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> My butthole. <laughs> Please. May please. I may I have my butthole soul back, please? I need anal reconstruction. <laughs> it's called anal rejuvenation. Um, they're also supposed to victimize, or said to victimize animals like horses and cows, uh, or especially horses and cows. Um, the motif of the kappa trying to drown a horse is found all over Japan. Um, a well-known author also wrote a story in. Kawachi Mahura, no, Ka- Kawachi Mura, <laughs> near Matsua, where a horse stealing kappa was captured and made to write a sworn statement vowing never to harm people again. So someone <laughs> wrote, <were> like, <laughs> tricked you. Yeah, wrote an actual story that they were like, wow, this kappa wrote down and said, I promise I won't hurt you guys again, and signed it. <laughs> But it was really just a woman with a really bad haircut in fifteen, like a hunchback or something. She was like, "If you leave me alone, and stop I calling me a fucking kappa, I can't swim." <laughs> I went in the water and came out with seaway one time. Okay, that was one time. I'm not a fucking kappa. I'm just ugly. Uh, and will you please leave me in my hut by the river? I just eat raw fish. This okay. is normal. It's going to be called sushi in a couple of years. You guys are going to love Everyone's it. Everyone's going to do it. They're just going to wrap this raw fish in rice and call it a day. Why can't I do that? I'm just making making memories here. Listen, I'm just trying to move the world forward. And you guys are just trying to keep me back. Okay? And you guys keep just calling me a monster. I'm not a witch. A demon. And then she goes back into her hut and she's like... <laughs> she takes off her little cap and she's got a dent in her forehead. <laughs> I mean, there's no Boniva back then. Yeah, exactly. Well, the dent in the forehead, they I told you they hold the water there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't hear that part. I thought it was up higher. No, it's like an indent on your fore, on their, their head here that like holds the water. That's going to be really hard to keep the water in. Yeah, That's exactly. what they have the metal cap for. Exactly. The they Tupperware. Gotta, the Tupperware. They clicks in. Yeah. The snapperware. Just... <laughs> Uh, in many versions, the kappa is dragged by the horse to the stable, where it is most vulnerable, and it is there that it is forced to submit a writ of promise not to misbehave. Like, ah, you... <laughs> you got me! <laughs> you got me stuck in this little thing. Um, it is believed that there are a few means of escape if one is confronted with a kappa. Kappa are obsessed with politeness. Uh, so if a person makes a deep bow, it will return the gesture as well, which this results in the kappa spilling the water held in the dish on its head, rendering it unable to leave the bowing position until the plate is refilled with water from the river in which it lives. 
Hold on. <laughs> we have an extra. <laughs> yeah, so what happens? <laughs> um... I said, uh, what was I? Kappa are obsessed with politeness, so if a person makes a deep bow, it'll return the gesture. Uh, this results in the kappa spilling the water held on its dish on its head, rendering it unable to leave the bowing position until the plate is refilled with water from the river from which it lives. So it just stays there forever? Basically. Because it can't go back, and yes. nobody's going to be like, we got well, you, boo. Yeah. So if a person does refill it, the kappa will serve that person for the rest of eternity. Wow. A similar... <laughs> a similar weakness of the kappa involves its arms, which can easily be pulled from its body. So it's like it's a pool a little, noodle. The pool noodle. It's literally a pool noodle. So if an arm is detached, the kappa will perform favors or share. Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. Share. I'm going to tell a joke then. Share knowledge you go ahead and in exchange for its return. This guy was like, "I am a youth pastor at a church, and I ha I bought 32 pool noodles, but then we didn't get to go on our trip to the river, so I returned them all." And on the reason for the return, it said, what's your reason? And, and he said, my wife told me to buy noodles, but she didn't say what kind. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's laughing. Everybody is laughing right now. I hate that. We'll keep going, you fucking okay. bitch. Yeah, I didn't sneeze after all. Um, another, another method of defeat. Damn it. Another method of defeat involves shogi or sumo wrestling. <laughs> a kappa sometimes challenges a human being to wrestle or engage in other tests of skill. This tendency is easily used to encourage the kappa to spill the water from its sara. The headpiece. The dish. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, one notable example of this method is a folktale of a farmer who promises his daughter's hand in marriage to a kappa in return for the creature irrigating his land. So basically, he's getting free labor. Um, the farmer's daughter then is like, hey, you, I'll only marry you if you can put these gourds underwater. And as we all know, gourds float. Um, they have gourds? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, squash was like a new world thing. Squash and pumpkin are. There's other gourds, girl. Wow. <laughs> pretty sure that they don't have gourds they were just their pots the, okay um so when the kappa fails in its tasks because you can't submerge them underwater it retreats saving the farmer's daughter from the marriage so well, basically we're like a hole in it you could submerge it probably what a dumbass kappa it, what do you expect it's a little turtle creature you think they got a brain yeah there's, well a smaller one, one because one of there. the dent yeah. <laughs> it's gonna eat my arm off He's just going to try to... I'm going to pull your arm out. <laughs> <gasps> He'll eat you. He, he will. will. He will eat me. Um, so Kappa have also been driven away by their aversion to iron, sesame, or ginger. There are also ways to befriend a Kappa, as they are not entirely antagonistic towards humans. Folk beliefs claim that the cucumber as their traditional favorite meal at fest... Yeah. Okay. At festivals, offerings of cucumber are frequently made to the kappa. Sometimes the kappa is said to have other favorite foods, such as the Japanese eggplant, soba, which are buckwheat noobles. 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 <laughs> yep. Buckwheat noobles. Um, natto, which are fermented soybeans, or kabocha. 
Not kombucha. Kabocha. I don't know what that means, but it might be their favorite food. <laughs> um, in Edo, which is uh, old Tokyo, they used uh, the, it, the, there used to be a tradition there where people would write the names of their family members on cucumbers and send them afloat into the streams to mollify the kappa to prevent the family from coming to harm in the streams. What a waste so, of a cucumber. Exactly. That's a lot of cucumbers to be like, bye. <laughs> you could eat that. Or shove it in your soulless ass. <laughs> That's how you put the soul back in. Exactly. Like, I wonder if that was like a, a thing, like deter people from being gay in Japan. Like, don't you don't do don't anything do with it. your ass. Your soul's you in there. You got a soul up there. <laughs> it's in your anus. Anus thing is possible. <laughs> I would, it leads a question. <laughs> like, how is it not just going to fall out? Every time you poop on an any any day, yeah. any given day, everybody poops, girl, <laughs> except for me, because I'm a lady. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. In some regions, it is ass it, face. <laughs> no, you don't get it. It's from Will and Grace. She says, "I'm a lady, ass face." Oh. No, I don't get it. Sorry. Whatever, ass face. I haven't watched Will and Grace. I didn't watch them when I was younger either. Get out! <laughs> Where's your gay card? I don't Give have it to one. Me. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gay. You're gay. Oh me. wait, me neither. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're. Yeah, you're not gay. No one here is gay. God, I love kappas. They're not. I love mermaids. You know, with their fish eyes. They're not women. <laughs> are close enough i can't say that i loved my topic because that would be weird that would be so weird keep going <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so it is in some regions it was customary to eat cucumbers before swimming as protection but in others it was believed that eating a cucumber would actually guarantee an attack so some places were like you don't eat attack. any cucumbers and some places were like okay, definitely eat a cucumber yeah, exactly Cucumbers um, are just like rampant in Japan. I, I don't know. I'm like, girl, where do you have all the space to grow all these like viney cucumbers? I mean, they... walls. <laughs> what? I said walls. They grow up. Walls. Walls. <laughs> there ain't no walls when you're drinking cucumbers. That's the fucking country oh bumpkin shit I've ever. Flavored white cloth. I would like that one. There ain't no walls when you're drinking claws. Exactly. <laughs> I'm drinking cucumber claws. Ew. Um, I think if I were going to have another flavor of white claw, we would go for something like birthday cake. Pumpkin spice. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Iced coffee. Iced coffee flavored white claw. Ew, I don't know. I just... The whole idea of, like, bubbled water already grosses me out. <laughs> bubbled water. <laughs> Hear me out here. Topo Chico. Um, yep, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I hate Topo Chico. Like, I'm just... Topo Chico is kind of bitter. Yeah, it, it's just water. It's just carbonated water. That's, that's all true. it is. That's but, true. I mean, that's all White Claw is. That's that flavors. next to a strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was it? I read another white people tweet that was like, uh, it was La Croix, not, not White Claw, but it was like, 
Somebody was like, my three-year-old said that LaCroix strawberry tastes like somebody farted near... Somebody ate a strawberry and farted near the water. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty accurate. Excuse me? Excuse me, bitch? I'm not shitting on White Claws because I do like White Claws, but... You can because you'll lose your soul. Yeah, I know. I can't shit. (laughs) I'll poop it out. Um, If I haven't already done that. (laughs) (laughs) That's happened. We're long gone. Too far gone. Way, way gone. Uh, is that what we call our virginity? Our butthole virginity? Our soul? Our, our souls. Boy <laughs> soul. Boy soul. Boy, boy soul. soul in the boy soul. Mm-hmm. Um, God, where, where was I? What's <laughs> uh, oh, no befriended? <laughs> Kappa may perform any number of tasks for human beings, such as helping farmers irrigate their land. Sometimes they bring fresh fish, which is regarded as a mark of good fortune for the family that receives it. But honestly, I'm going to say, if I found a fish on my doorstep, uh, I'm not certain that I would accept that. A fish on the doorstep. Are we in a hurricane? Yeah. We're, yeah. Did, did it flood again in Houston? What the fuck is this? What the fuck is going on in here on this day? Even if it was in a basket, so you're like, uh, this flooded here. <laughs> Even if it was in a basket, I was like, what a terrible gift. <laughs> this... I don't like this. How about wine next uh, time? Yeah, exactly. Give me some wine or white cloth next time. This is the time. worst housewarming gift ever. <laughs> and I've lived here for years. <laughs> <laughs> this is my childhood home. How dare you? Well, now it's warm now. We got a fish. <laughs> Fishy now, bitch. <laughs> hey, you can't talk about a woman's body part like that oh, when it's It's sick. not fishy. I watched that again last night, and I was... It's on Netflix now. Yeah, I know. Dragula's on Netflix. Dragula is on Netflix. So if you want to check out some Dragula, go to Netflix. Go to Netflix. But then tune into Our Spoopy Podcast <laughs> for uh, the Our Rupee Podcast section. Exactly. Where we talk about all of that. And you get to listen to some local drag queens, and then also some local drag queens. And me. And then... Are you on there? No. So yeah, so it's just me and some local drag queens, and uh, we have a great time. Yeah, because Chris is terrible. Mm-hmm. I agree with that statement. Are you going to leave her now, or? No, I'm actually Savannah. Oh, hey! I, I'm uh, trying to like practice a new thing called acting. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot! <laughs> Jazz hands! And scene. How did I do? <laughs> and scene. Amazing. Oh, wow. Okay. You didn't have any Savannah-isms. Oh, awesome. So I, I'm i not trying to be Savannah. I'm Savannah being Chris. Oh! Spot on, girl. Oh my God. You are amazing. So just full-on disaster, just mm-hmm. making a mess. Yep. Just, yep. I literally thought that you were going to call the downstairs neighbor and try to have sex with them. Did I do that before? I mean, did he do that before? Chris did that before? Wait, is he cute? Do we? Yeah, do we like him? What's happening? I don't know. Oh. This is all criticisms. You can well, ask let's him. Go, let's go call him and find out. The localities of Spencer's house podcast. Well, it's a it's a heterosexual couple, so I'm going to go ahead and say probably not. Yeah. Well, but the next door neighbor is a single apartment. man. He's single. <clears throat> is he cute? Oh, I don't like that response. No, I mean, he's cute. I, I, he's cute. He's fit. Oh. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. The guy over there yells at night. Go have sex. 
Are you sure he's not yelling during sex? No. No, he's playing video games. Oh. <laughs> he's like this in the middle of the night, two in the morning. Oh my god! <laughs> Playing with kids in Japan. Oh. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's really funny. Your pussy's so tight. Oh my god! Is that what straight people say? I don't fucking. I don't fucking know. If you have any idea, please call. No, please don't. Please don't. Don't be don't don't be explicit and only talk to Chris because I'm not interested. Which means you should not go on Instagram or Facebook because... Uh, Just you- go to... What is your street address? Just uh, <laughs> send all of our crazy fans directly to me. Yep. Like, tell Chris about pussy sex. <laughs> the pussies. Did you not just hear what he said? Why do you put it like that? Pussy sex. What else that would you what call it? it? The opposite of soul steel. <laughs> Anything besides fisting. Y'all are way off topic. I know. No, we're not. We actually aren't because the Kappa steals souls out of people's butts. You missed that part. So we are extremely on topic, sir. We'll keep going. Okay, anyways. Um, so the Kappas are also apparently highly knowledgeable about medicine. Basically doctors. Um, and legend states that yeah, they were... Yeah, because they do prostate exams all the time. Yeah, that's true. They're like, how's, how's this going? I'm just going to go ahead and take this real fast. <laughs> legend states that they taught the art of bone setting to human beings. Um, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, shrines are dedicated to the worship of Kappa as water as water deity in places such as Aomori Prefecture and Miyagi Prefecture. I feel like you're bad at this, but let's keep going. Okay, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I watched listen Inuyasha, okay? I know how to say all, all of the these words. Other times that you try to pronounce anything from another country. <laughs> and it was amazing. <laughs> Shut your bitch. There are also festivals meant to placate the Kappa in order to obtain a good harvest, some of which still take place today. These festivals generally took place during the two equinoxes of the year, when the Kappa are said to travel from the rivers to the mountains and vice versa. The best known place where it has been claimed the Kappa reside is in the Kapabuchi waters of Tono in the Iwate Prefecture. Or Iwate Prefecture. There we go. Oh boy. The nearby <laughs> Jokinji in Tono, there. What? The nearby. Words. Yeah. There is a Buddhist temple that has a Komainu dog statues with depressions on their heads reminiscent of the water-retaining dish on the Kappa's heads, said to be dedicated to the Kappa, which, according to legend, helped extinguish a fire at that temple. That was a lot. Basically, there's dogs that look like they are Kappas because they have holes in their head. Because the Kappas use their pool noodle arms to make that weird, like, water gun that if you just blow in the one end, (laughs) the water goes up. (laughs) And, and it put up the fire. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Kappa are also venerated at the Soginji Buddhist Temple in the Asakusa district of Tokyo, where, according to tradition, a mummified arm of a Kappa is enshrined within the chapel hall since 1818. So they're like, oh, we have a mummy arm of a Kappa, when in reality it's probably just a kid's arm. 
No follow-up to that. Uh, similar folklore to the Kappa can be found in Asia and in Europe. The Japanese folklore creature Kappa is known in Chinese folk- folklore as Shui Gui, or water, water that's ghost. It. That's my name. Shui Gui? Shui Gui. Shui Gui. Uh, or water ghost or water monkey, and may also be related to the Kelpie of Scotland and the Neck of Scandinavia. Neck? That's... Yeah, I guess that's the name of the creature there. Nick. N-E-C-K? N-E-K-K-E? C-K. Uh, like the Japanese description of the beast, in Chinese and in the Scandinavian lore, this beast is infamous for kidnapping and drowning people as well as horses. Oh boy. The Sio Koi, or mermaid-like creature of the Philippine Islands, is also known for kidnapping children near the water's edge. So we talked about mermaids last week. This is a mermaid in the Philippines. It's like... I'm going to see your kids. I'm going to say What? You didn't hear about this one? I wasn't there. Well, mermaids are from the sea. This is from a river. Philippines is in basically one giant sea. They got There's like more sea river. than islands. But they got a river. Probably. But this is, we're talking about the... Shh! Okay. Keep going. So the, there's a frog face Vodianoi... Which is known in Rus- Russian mythology as well. Um, a green human-like being named Vodnik is widely known in Western Slavic folklore and tales, especially in the Czech Republic or Slovakia. Um, in popular culture, there are a number of references to Kappa. Can you name a few? M- modern? Western? Modern, yeah, pop culture. Uh, mermaids. Mermaids. No. Um, the swamp mon- the thing from the lagoon. Probably. Uh-huh. Um... Think about video games. Ten seconds on the clock. Go. No. Fuck. In a video game? Yeah. Zora. No. Okay, I give up. Okay. Whatever. Um. So Super Mario, Koopa Troopa, and Bowser are Kappa. <clears throat> yeah. You knew. You knew. You knew the whole time. So you got that wrong. Um. There's also. <laughs> Uh, in the Pokemon universe, there's the Pokemon Lotab, Lombre, and Ludicolo, which Wild are the Pokemon effect. with giant, like, sombrero hats that are catching water. Um, I and literally wrote ass well ass. Ass well, well ass. ass. Uh, the Pokemon Golduck, uh, they're all loosely based on the Kappa. Um, there is a Kappa that appears in uh, the video game Story of Seasons, which is also known as Harvest Moon, um, <gasps> providing gifts if you throw food or gifts into your pond. Uh, it is also possible for the protagonist in friend, More Friends of Mineral Town to marry a Kappa. Um, the Kappa Don't want to do that. Yeah, probably not. Uh, they will steal your, hole out of, your, your soul out of your hole. Yep, both uh, ways. Both Either way. way. Yeah. Uh, the Kappa also appear in um, the Harry Potter... In, I guess newer Harry Potter movie, Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald, as a carnival as a carnival attraction. Um, I never saw that movie, so I have no idea. Um, in Animal Crossing, there are some non-playable characters uh, that are Kappas. Their and... names are Kappa too. I've seen that. Okay, well then they're there, and you didn't guess it because um, you're wrong. So that's fine. Um, um, get out. Okay. <laughs> uh, once I finish the story. And then the Kappa was also um, the like center of um, the the. Did you ever know the show River Monsters on Animal Planet? There's a show on, on Animal Planet called River Monsters. They were see- seeking the Kappa, 
because they were like, oh, the kappa's not real. It's just a big, scary fish. And they, never, they, they never found anything, but, you know, shocking. But, yeah. So that's the story of the kappa. You can let us know if you believe the kappa's real or not uh, at RSPP Podcast at rspppodcast.com. It's going to be a no for me, dog. Oh, okay. I think they're real. Uh, and I'm fucking... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love the idea, and I've always questioned this ever since I was younger, was where do these people get all these ideas that these creatures... That you know, like dragons. To explain and, how their children were taken I, yeah, in the I river, that. but like, I mean, how do people know across like all these cultures that you know dragons look like this and all this shit that they've got like full shrines to and stuff? I don't know. It cracks me up. It always intrigued me. I don't believe it per se. I'm just saying that it intrigues me that these people create shrines to these sort of fake animals that were created or fake fake creatures, and then it's like. Where did you get this idea that they look like that? I don't know, but Japanese people made Pokemon, and that's a whole bunch of shit. Uh, yeah, and the new Pokemon comes out tonight at midnight. So guess who's staying up until midnight? What? Say what? If I can make it that late, we've still got three more hours, and that's going to be rough. Well, then you're not staying until midnight. I might, bitch. You don't know me. What is it? Sword and Shield? Yeah. What does it come out on? You the Switch. I'm... You just said I might stay up till midnight unless I don't, which doesn't make any sense. I might go to sleep. I don't know. Hey, she's yeah. dumb, okay? Yeah, I'm said, dumb as a rock. You said, what? Yes, you stay up till midnight, <laughs> and then you were like, uh, but not me because I might go to sleep. If, yeah, it might not be me, but it also might be me. Get out of here. Imagine being enough. <laughs> <a> f- <laughs> bitch. Uh, I wish I was not dumb. Mm-hmm. But here we are. So wow. That, so there's the Kappa. Did you enjoy that? It was nice. It was mm-hmm. a nice story. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was going to be that long. I was like, what can I do in two hours? Um, I really love that you piggybacked off my story. Did I? Oh, from last week? Mm-hmm. And tried to steal my goddamn thumber, thunder. Thumber. Thunder. Thumber. Shut he stole my thumber. Anyways. It's gone. <laughs> my story. Um, um, mine was better. So. Mine was a monster. Mm. Well, you're supposed to. Mine is going to be, this one's going to be a monster. Ooh, so, <laughs> still, it's November. I'm going to continue my theme of International November. I followed too. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. went to Japan. Um, I'm going to go to Angolan. Oh, Angolan. Or the UK. I actually thought about doing that. At first, when I had a little bit more energy today, I was like, ooh, I can do like an English serial killer. And I was like, oh, I already did that. And plus, I don't want to do a serial killer. I want to do something else. So I, like, it's been a while since I've done a serial killer. Yeah. See, I've done so many. Like, I mean, I back, guess Sonny Bean back. is a serial killer. But Sonny Bean? Oh, yeah. But that one was like a historical Folk tale, yeah, kind of. throwback kind of thing. Um, anyways, I'm going to do Fred and Rosemary West. I've not heard of them. You've never heard of them? I haven't heard of many of our topics. So. Well. I would have to say that there is a small sliver of topics that I have actually heard of. <laughs> These are probably two of the most prolific and worst murderers in, in UK history, which Ooh. goes back pretty Kind of far, like Harold so. Shipman. Yes. Because I think he was the worst, right? Probably. 200-something people? Yeah, I think this Possibly is... Possibly 500. Um, 7 to 10 hmm. for these two. But this is recent, so they, oh, okay. they were caught recently. They were like, whoa. Um, so, 24th of February, 1994. You remember what you were doing on that day? Uh, being less than two years old. Oh, yeah. Do you remember what you were doing? <laughs> um, it's February, so I was probably really cold wherever I was. In Canada. Either Quebec or Labrador. 
Um, so <clears throat> that afternoon, the police, and I really wanted to put Bobby's, uh, because that's what I think they're called in London, but apparently that's outdated. What? I've never heard of that. The Bobbies? The Bobbies? They wear those hats and they beat you with a stick. Oh, that's like the Royal Guard. English police. No, not all the policemen look like that. That's the Royal Guard. No, the Royal Guard wear the big furry hats. That's what and I'm they're called the Royal Guard. They're not called Bobbies. Bobbies are police officers. The ones in like the red and stuff? No. That's the Royal Guard. Yeah. Right? I'm talking about police. They have hats that are like that too. They're just a little shorter. Anyways, they're only called Bobbies in London in like the 40s. Oh, wow. Then you are... I was researching, you You bitch. really dated yourself, didn't you? I'm going back. The are you fuck? 70? <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, okay, boomer. Thomas, can you go get my Boniva? Um, oh, that's why you look like a Kappa tonight. <laughs> exactly. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's a hunchback. <laughs> Um, so they set out to the home of Frederick West. He wasn't home, but his wife, Rosemary, was, and she was like, what? What are you guys doing here? Uh, so she called him and she was, she said, quote, you better get back home. She told Fred on a cell phone in 1994. Wow, they got money. Rich girl. Um, she said, they're going to dig up the garden. The size of a massive brick. That also was as heavy as a massive brick. So she had to use, like, her shoulder and both hands to hold it up to her head. And now she has brain cancer. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, she I, wasn't using it. He used it. Oh, okay. And he's dead, so So no he worries. had brain cancer. Um, <laughs> so they, she said, they're going to dig up the garden. They're looking for Heather, who's their daughter. Um, so apparently he was not worried, except that the police would not clean up the backyard after they were done digging around. So he stopped by the police station on his way home from work. He told them that he and Rose had no idea where Heather was, but they weren't worried. He was like, lots of girls disappear. Okay. These are quotes. But he wasn't worried about where his daughter was? Nope. Lots of girls disappear. They take a different name and they go into prostitution. Okay. That's, That's what happens. all the time. <laughs> uh, he told them that she was a lesbian and she was a drug addict. Uh, so Rose, who was interviewed at the house, told a similar story. Heather disappeared at the age of 16 back in 1987. She repeated the story about Heather being disagreeable, lazy, and a lesbian. Ugh. Just the worst. Disagreeable lesbians. I mean, Ugh. what lesbian is not disagreeable? Yeah, honestly. What gay is not disagreeable? What person is not disagreeable? Oh, my God. Specifically homosexuals. Um, so that night, Fred and Rose stayed up all night, and they were talking. The next morning, Fred got into a police car and he told Detective Constable Hazel Savage, I killed her. Whoa, that was a drastic turn yeah. of events. He was like, no, 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 no. Less than 12 hours after the... the they were like, we're going to look in your... The Bobbies are going to look in your backyard. We're looking for your daughter's dead body. Daughter's dead body. All right. <laughs> Let us in the back. Um, so they took him downtown where he detailed the killing and how he dismembered the body into three pieces and buried her. He made because sure to, she was a lesbian? Uh, we'll get there. Oh. He made sure to repeat, oh, she's Rose knew nothing about that. Oh, yeah, sure. She was like, she is stupid. She has no idea. Totally blind. Um, so 20 minutes after he confessed, he was like, <laughs> just kidding. She knew all that. <laughs> no, he was like, Heather's alive. Oh. Okay. She's fine. Uh, she's probably... 
at the moment in Bahrain working for the drug cartel. She had a Mercedes, a chauffeur, and a new birth certificate. He said, dig all you want, but you won't find her. They were like, okay. So then they dug up his backyard and they found three human bones. How weird. (laughs) And then Fred heard about it and he was like, you know what I just said? I wasn't kidding, okay? She's really dead. She's in the backyard, but nobody else. No one else is in the backyard. Just Just my daughter. And so they were like, okay, how'd you kill her? So he was like, he described an argument with Heather and how she was being rude and disrespectful. So he slapped her, and then she laughed at him. So he was so broken up about her laughing at him, he choked her to death. Which is a reasonable response. Like, oh, you slapped like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he's like, I must have grabbed her too hard because she started turning blue. Yep. That's, yep. That's literally what happens when you choke Choke somebody. somebody. Surprise! So then he tried to resuscitate her, but he didn't know how. So he drug her to the bathtub and run cold water over her, thinking that would wake her up. (gasps) Obviously did not work. So he stripped her down, dried her off, tried to put her in the trash can. But she didn't fit. Like, full body just... Just... Boop. (laughs) Close the lid. I'm imagining, like, your little trash can here, like, trying to fit a body. A full human in there. (laughs) (laughs) Just... This Why is it not closing? It's just like trying to close your suitcase before vacation. Get Why is in this, this over 50 pounds? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, so he took her back to the tub and he was thinking, how do I make her smaller? <laughs> uh, so then he strangled her with a pair of tights because he said, quote, I didn't want to touch her while she was alive. I mean, if, she start, if I had started cutting her leg or throat and she'd have suddenly come alive... Wait, didn't he already kill her at this point? Yeah, she's already dead. So he was like, I'm going to strangle like, her again. Just got to make sure For she's good dead. measure, double strangle. Uh, before he cut her into pieces, he closed her eyes. He said, if somebody sat there looking at you, you're not going to use a knife on that person, are you? You've already killed someone. Yep. Uh, so then he cut off her head. Um, and he found the sound a horrible noise, like scrunching. Very unpleasant. But once her head was off, he started on her legs. Don't do that. Uh, Twisting her foot until he heard one almighty crack Mm -hmm. and the leg came loose like... I hate this. uh, Cut into pieces and she fit nicely into the garbage bin. Um, That night, after the remainder of his family was asleep, he buried Heather's body in the garden where she lay undiscovered for seven years. So that's when they caught him. Let's go back. So seven... I'm sorry. She was dead for seven years. This... Girl was missing and de- dead and missing for seven years. No one was like... Her parents killed her. Well, I know, but not a single person was like, well, where, where did Heather go? Um, she was in school in her... So... Are we going to get there or am I... We'll get there. Okay, yeah. um, so we'll go back. Fred. We'll talk about Fred first. So Fred West was born in 1941 in the village of Muchmarkle, approximately 120 miles west of London to Walter and Daisy West. Despite the war and the poverty in which the Wests lived, they had six kids within a 10-year period. Fred and his mother enjoyed a very close relationship. He was her pet and did everything she asked. The sources differ on how his father saw him, but he was not the favorite child in his father's eyes. I don't like that description. Oh, it gets worse, bitch. Like, I was close to my mom, but I wouldn't be described, wouldn't like being described as her pet. Uh, Fred was not a promising student and was constantly in trouble. He got beat all the time by his teachers. 
Uh, he left school at age 15, almost illiterate, and went to work as a farmhand. Uh, at the time he was six, by the time he was 16, he cleaned himself up to be enough enough to be attractive to girls, and then he pursued them very aggressively. But can't read still. Nope. This is the 50s. Um, he was born in 47, 41, so, okay, so yeah, 50s. Yeah, because you said 16? 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so late 50s. Uh, yeah, so Fred claimed that his father had sex with his sisters. He said, I made Ew. you, so I'm entitled to have you. That's disgusting. But then Fred was a notorious liar. So it's hard to say if his father was ever guilty of incest or that Fred made his sister pregnant that he later claimed. Uh, when Fred was 17, he was injured in a motorcycle accident, and he went into a coma and had a metal plate inserted into his head. His leg broke and healed permanently shorter than the other. Some people speculated that his head injury head injury made him emotionally unstable and prone to fits of rage. I thought I had included in there somewhere, but apparently um, they said that Fred was having sex with his mother, too. Ew. Yep. Um, after did, the accident, did he say that as once again a lie to make him seem like, "Hey, I did this because of I mean, my could be. trauma in my past." Um, <clears throat> Still fucked up. Yeah, he, they didn't get a whole lot of stuff out of him because we'll get there. Okay, because whoa, 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 hold on, girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> so after his recovery from the accident, Fred met 16-year-old Catherine Bernadette Costello, nicknamed Rena. A girl whom had a record with the police for being a troublemaker and a thief. So she's already a troubled person. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, she's like, come here. You know what? We make a good pair. You're fucked up. I'm fucked, I'm up. fucked up. Come get this pussy, baby. Come fuck me up. Um, so they became lovers almost immediately, uh, but the affair ended when she went back home a few months later to Scotland. So Fred moved on and stuck his hand up a girl's skirt on a fire escape. Uh, she promptly pushed him down the stairs, providing him yet some more brain damage. Wonderful. Because he would just go around and be like, she's cute. Boop. It's a He's a kappa. Is that not allowed? He just goes up and just, just steals people's soul out of their ass. Fuck you in the ass. <laughs> um, oh, this is mine. <laughs> we'll get there, bitch. Because... Oh, Mm. Uh, so in 1961, Fred and a friend are charged with theft. A few months later, he was accused of impregnating a 13-year-old girl who was a friend of the West family. He didn't see anything wrong with molesting girls. He said, quote, well, doesn't everyone do it? Oh my God. Oh, he's a bastard. After this, Fred's family kicked him out. He got a job in construction and continued his relationship with... Wait, he didn't like go to... That was not illegal in the 60s for that oh it was he's in he's i guess at this point and he's in trial oh okay okay. um and the 13 year old was like i'm not pregnant and later her parents were like you're 100 percent pregnant <laughs> you are about to have a baby um so he continued his relationship with the teenage girl um, after the trial for his misconduct with a minor the defense provided the excuse that fred was an epileptic Consequently, he got off without a jail sentence, Wait, but he was convicted. That doesn't... He just... Epilepsy is seizures, like responses to... Yeah, but they were also life. doing lobotomies back then, so That's true, they were probably right. like, they have no idea. They, he's fucking crazy. Right. They, probably the brain's like, oh, the brain, eh, anything wrong with it? You're we fine. have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Please just have a good life. Yeah, just... Don't, we don't want to deal with you. So in 1962, 
Fred's parents relented and let him come back home to live with them at Much Markle. That summer, his girlfriend, Rena Costello, became, came back from Scotland and got back with Fred. She had been charged with prostitution since coming home. Um, Rena was the one that went to Scotland? Yeah. Okay. She was a prostitute there, and she became pregnant by a... They were very specific about all the races of people in this story. So they said that he was Indian. I don't know what that means about anything, but he had... We'll get there. Well, I mean, at the time, India was colonized. No, that was in the 50s that they became... They yeah, but it. I guess they moved to Britain. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways. Um, child. <clears throat> so <laughs> they stayed together even though she was pregnant with another man's child. And his parents were like, what? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Is uh, this allowed? <laughs> so they were married in November and they moved to Scotland. His parents believed that the baby that she was carrying was his. In March of 1963. Wait, his parents believed that? Yes. They were like, oh, you They were like, pregnant. oh my God, finally. Even though you got a 13 year old pregnant. Yeah, that doesn't count. We're not paying attention. Uh, <laughs> That's gone now. You're, you got let off. So in 1963, Charmaine is born, Rena's daughter, Fred's daughter, quotations. But do they not look at it and say, uh, her, yeah. Not it. Yeah. Um, um, so here, uh, Fred and Rena wrote to his mother saying that their baby had died during childbirth and that she had adopted a mixed race child instead. That's, that's foolproof. Somehow, somehow genius. It's foolproof. Somehow genius. Because at the same t- at the time, there's no DNA testing. Well, not advanced DNA testing. So they were like, could okay. be anybody's. Yeah. No, okay. We know. still listen. It is a child from a. Uh, disadvantaged country yeah. and we are doing some some work of god yeah. here yeah okay um, that's it, wow look at these criminals just coming up and like <laughs> making up lies left and right our broken brains together and see what can what happens so even though rena had been a prostitute she was still put off by fred's sexual appetite um colin wilson in the corpse garden tells of how fred's interest was not quote normal sex it was crazy things like oral sex. Oh my god. <laughs> and anal sex. Oh my god, it's so bad. And Aisha. bondage. Oh my god, I'm so shocked. Apparently it was very violent. <laughs> um, um did 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 he steal her soul? I mean, it's the only way to do it, so probably. Mm-mm-mm. Come on, anal sex. <laughs> Ugh, it's your soul. soul. I got it. Got it. Um, so Fred what? drove an ice cream truck, which gave him unlimited access to many young women. Oh, my God. I want ice cream so bad. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, his politeness, apparent trustworthiness, and sincerity, and his his ability to spin interesting tales made him attractive to teenagers who flocked to his his ice cream truck. Um, His continual seductions turned Rena and Charmaine into afterthoughts. Despite Fred's almost daily infidelities, he was very possessive of Rena and Charmaine. Because he's fucking teenagers. What the fuck? Uh, 1964, Rena bore Fred's child, a daughter named Anna Marie. Their relationship was on and off again. During this time, Rena and Fred met Anna McFall, whose boyfriend had been killed in an accident. At the time, Fred was involved in an accident with the ice cream truck that killed a young boy. While Fred wasn't at fault, he was concerned that he would lose his job, so he and Rena and their two children, plus Anna McFall, moved back to to Gloucester. 
Fred got a job in a slaughterhouse. So he he hit a kid. But they said it wasn't his fault. I don't know if I believe that. With his uh, choice of victim, it doesn't sound... It's the A little boy does not fit his choice of victim. Okay. So it could be an accident. Um, or, I mean... Could not be, but they decided it was an accident. Interesting. Um, so Rena and Fred's marriage became increasingly unstable. Rena wanted to take the two children back to her, back with her to Glasgow, but Fred refused. So she went to back to Scotland alone. She was miserable without her daughters, and in the July of 1966, she returned to Gloucester to find Fred and Anna McFall living together in a trailer. Ooh. Rena told Constable Hazel Savage that her husband was a sex pervert. And unfit to raise their children. Coincidentally, sixties girl. This is literally prime like hippie shit. Yeah, especially like the Beatle music going on in England. They're just like, woo, let's have sex with everyone. And the police are probably like, okay. <laughs> well, also, sex pervert. You sucked a dick. Yeah, surprise. You're going to hell. Yep. Crazy. Uh, so crazy. Crazy. That's so crazy. Um, coincidentally, there were eight sexual assaults committed in the Gloucester area committed by a man of friend's description at the time. Uh, early 1967, moving right along, along. (laughs) Anna McFall became pregnant with Fred's child. She was trying unsuccessfully to get Fred to divorce Rena and marry her. Fred responded to the stress of her demands by killing her and burying her in the nearby trailer park sometime in July. Hey, let's get married. <laughs> she was like, he's like, stop nagging me. Choke, choke, choke. You're Dig dead. a hole. God. Girl. Barry. Now we're not getting married. Yep. She <laughs> was pregnant, too. Oh, yeah. Not only did he kill the mistress, but her unborn child. Yikes. He slowly and methodically dismembered her corpse uh, and buried her along with the fetus. Oddly enough, he cut off her fingers and toes, which were missing from the grave site. This would be his ritualistic signature in future crimes. Fred acted very nervous after McFall's disappearance. Then Rena moved back into the trailer, and Fred became his old self again. Fred happily sent Rena out to earn some pocket money as a prostitute and began to openly fondle the young Shermaine. So he was like, bitch... Go make, make us some, some money, money so I can finger my and daughter. I'm gonna finger my daughter while you're gone. Take her soul. <laughs> <laughs> this is a common theme. Um, in January of 1968, 15 year old Mary Bastholm was abducted from a bus stop in Gloucester. Some believe this to be the second victim of Fred West. Uh, there were a number of links between Fred and Mary Bastholm. He was a customer at the Poppin where Mary worked, and Mary often like a corner store. Oh, okay. uh, Mary often served him tea. <clears throat> Fred had been employed to do some building work behind the cafe, uh, but they did not, they were not able to fully attribute this crime to Fred okay, West. Okay, so, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say this later. Okay. Uh, in <laughs> fi- it might be offensive, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> oh, let me just pause. Oh my God, everybody. We're so glad Chris did not say that on air because it was so offensive. I'm still offended. If you want to know what I said, listen to this episode and message me on Twitter at rspoopy. I said what I said. Uh, uh, rspoopy podcast at gmail.com. Rspoopy podcast at Instagram.com. Rspoopy at Twitter and rspoop at Facebook. Um, so we can move on to... Oh, wait, 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 wait. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
in February, Fred's mother died of complications of gallbladder operation. Oh my god, that could have been me last year. You are dead. Okay. Thank you. This is an intervention in limbo. The afterlife. <laughs> I'm gone. We're sending Let you me. to hell tomorrow. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hope you brought your sunscreen. Send me with all the gays that lost their boys' souls later. Their boys' souls. <laughs> um, so this uh, tragedy launched him into a series of petty thefts, which caused him to change jobs frequently. Um, My mom died. Let me steal. Right. (laughs) On November 29th, 1968, while he was working as a bakery delivery driver, he met the girl who would become his next wife and his longtime soulmate, Rosemary Letts. Aw, Rosemary. So let's talk about Rosemary. Okay. Wait, did he kill the other one? What happened to her? Did I miss that? Rena? They don't... We'll get there. Okay. Okay. Um, so Rosemary Letts was born in November of 1953 in Devon, England. Her father, Bill Letts, was a schizophrenic, and her mother, da- mother Daisy Letts, suffered from severe depression. Wow. Uh, her we father was mental illness already in the family. It's like everywhere. Yeah. Um, her father was a bit of a bastard, and he constantly sought out reasons to beat his wife and his children. Uh, given his psychotic episodes and undesirable demeanor, he could rarely hold a job down, and he forced the family into poverty. After giving birth to three daughters and a son and trying to cope with her violent husband, Daisy's deepening depression resulted in hospitalization in 1953. They gave her electroshock treatment, but they didn't know she was pregnant. Oh, boy. Uh, So then she gave birth to Rosemary. Dozy Rosie, as she was called, was not very intelligent. Well, I'm surprised they didn't give her a lobotomy because, like, electroshock was part of, like, my episode about lobotomy. That's the first step. Exactly. Uh So, Dozy Rosie was born. Comas, electroshock, all of it. I mean, she was not very intelligent, but apparently this was very adamant about describing her as very pretty. She would, um, she's so pretty. She's not bad looking. I would no, say she's saying, very pretty. She tries. She's pretty. They said she had big brown eyes, a clear complexion, and attractive brown hair. So, any woman. Yep, normal Britain. Regular woman. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Rose was smart enough, however, to make herself her father's pet. He always doing whatever he wished immediately, thereby she alone received the paternal affection and escaped the beatings. Given her lack of intellectual gifts, she was not a star performer in school. Um, also, she was overweight, which it had mentioned many times, and I don't think that was appropriate. It, but it did make her the butt of the cruel jokes by her peers. She lashed out at them and attacked anyone who teased her. Consequently, for her. she Honestly. became known as an angry and violent woman. Good. Um, Good as a teenager, her. have you seen that? Sorry to sidetrack, but speaking of those, have you seen that video of that gay kid that's being? I love and he that. The fuck out of his bully. I was like, man, if I was that kid and had that power and energy when I was in high school, bitch. life would be different. Yeah, life would be very different. I'm just like, he hit that kid and slapped the soul out of him, he, and the kid was still like, whoa, don't whoa, fucking touch whoa. me. Yeah. The kid fell I was over, like, you basically. already lost. Yeah, like, you're, you're gone. You're just embarrassing yeah, yourself Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you're done. And that kid was like, what? What? <laughs> that cake, he got it. Like, I'm proud of him. Like, it swarms the internet. Good for him. A plus. 
Five star, proud of you. You can see that fight at any time at JR's on a Sunday night at 7 p.m. Wait, people get in fights? Haven't you've gotten in a fight? No, you haven't. No, I haven't. Wait, have but I? we've seen fights there before, haven't I'm we? Not in a fight at JR's. I mean, I fought with you. Probably. Have we slapped each other? I don't know. Let's try. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Next Sunday on Hearts Movie Podcast. Check it out on YouTube this weekend. I'm going to slap the shit out of We're Chris. We're going to create a YouTube.com slash Hearts Movie Podcast just for this moment. Just. <laughs> and then I'm just going to... LOL. I think... So Thomas wants us to record our... To videotape our recording sessions because he thinks that that will give us some... Better our interactions. Interactions. Uh, I think that you and I both talk with our hands a lot and do a lot of like weird things alone. So I, I because half the that. time I'm like, boop boop, yeah, and people are like, That's I just, just hear you noise. making noises, yep. and we're over here making lots of faces and a lot of things. I'm very animated. Well, because the first time that we had talked about this, we had talked about creating a YouTube video, a YouTube channel before we talked about doing a, a podcast. Where so, I do your makeup while yeah. we talk about markers. Yeah. So the next, so next week's episode, you'll be on YouTube. But first, I'm gonna slap Chris and re- remake that video. Yeah, we want to remake that video. No, we don't. I'm I do. Scared. I'm scared. But I guess I have to be the one that slapped because there's a meme going around that when he slaps the kid, <laughs> they're like, that kid went from average 13 year old to Johnny Bravo really quick because his hair just went like. Ooh. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, yeah. So, I guess you get the first go, but then I get to slap the shit out of you. Okay. I don't have hair, so ask me. We'll get you a wig. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. The one of Dixie's wig. Just like. like <laughs> and then we videotape the wig just like flying through the air. Snatch. <laughs> in the wind. Lands Ooh. in the ocean. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> this is relevant, I promise. <laughs> so, as a teenager, yeah. Rose showed signs of being sexually precocious, Ooh. walking around naked after her baths and climbing <laughs> into bed with her younger brother and fondling him. So she was a sexual predator. Also, um, her wow. father's rules forbade her to ba- date boys her own age. So she was like, cool dad, I get it. I'm just going to date older men. So she went out and had sex with the older men in the village. Uh, in January of 1968, Rose and the other girls of the community began to fear for their safety after the murder of Mary Bastholm. Rose, while cautious for a while, uh, her boredom and loneliness drove her to seek out male companionship. And on one occasion, an older man who had taken advantage of her naivety raped her. <coughs> Thank you for being dramatic. Yep. Uh, <laughs> early 1969, Daisy Letts became tired of being her husband's punching bag and took 15-year-old Rose and moved into temporarily with her uh, her daughter Glennis and her husband. Without her father watching her, Rose spent a lot of time out at night. Her brother-in-law, Jim Tyler, claimed that Rose carried on with a number of men much older than she was and that Rose had even tried to seduce him. Wow. She was like, she had a very large. Let me get this brother-in-law dick. Yeah, come and get this puss. Um, in (laughs) mid 1969, Rose moved back with her father, an action that surprised everyone. 
Some said that Rose and her father had an incestuous relationship um, and that the Bill Letts had a reputation for molesting young girls, but that was unsubstantiated. Mm-hmm. Um, then she met Fred West. How weird. I mean... She met the man that looked She was like, like yeah. you look like somebody from the Planet of the Apes, and I watched that movie last <laughs> week. Sounds good to I'm me. I'm into it. Um, so, however limited Bill Letts was as an ideal parent... He saw Fred West as a completely undesirable boyfriend for Rose. When Bill found that Rose was sleeping with Fred, he raised a fuss with the social services, which was ineffective, so he showed up at Fred's trailer park and threatened him. Meanwhile, uh, Fred was sent to prison for various thefts and failure to pay fines for previous offenses. Rose stayed with her father until he found that she was pregnant with Fred's child. At age 16, um, uh, she left her father's house to take care of Charmaine and Anna Marie, as well as deal with Fred. She who, went to go take care of this two man's... This man's two children. Yeah. Yep. Also, he's pretty much near older. 30 years yeah, old. He's like 28. older than her. Um, so, in 1970, she gave birth to Heather. Um her with three children to care for a boyfriend in jail and constant money problems rose's temper flared constantly uh she resented having to take care of rena's children and treated them very badly one day in the summer of 1971 charmaine was suddenly missing and rose told her sister anna marie that rena had come to get her colin wilson believes that rose simply lost her temper and went further than usual in beating or throttling her Since Fred was in jail when Charmaine was murdered, his involvement probably extended to burying her body under the kitchen floor in their home on Midland Road, where it lay undiscovered for over 20 years. Oh my gosh. Before he buried Charmaine, he took her fingers, toes, and kneecaps, which he would hold this... What the fuck? That's his signature. He would hold this criminal secret over Rose for the rest of her life. So he's like, you murdered this kid, now you gotta be in with it for the long haul, girl. So they think they killed this kid because, not even her kid, someone else's kid, Rena's kid. Yeah. And they say that it was just because she was hitting her and it went too far? She treated her badly. And it couldn't have been Fred because he was in jail, so. Yeah, so the only other person that was watching her was Rose. Rose. And I mean, I guess it could have been a stranger, but then why wouldn't you call the police? Yeah. Oh my god, my kid's dead or gone. Or it's something. not even my kid, yeah. it's just Some, a kid. A kid that I was watching is gone. Wait, how old would have would Charmaine have been? Um, it's nineteen seventy one. So Charmaine was born in the early sixties, so ten years old. Charmaine was born in nineteen sixty three. Yeah. So, so she was eight. eight. Just checking. Yep. Um uh, <laughs> So Rose began her career as a prostitute. She would invite men over to have sex with her for money or just for fun. Uh, Fred, the voyeur, encouraged this uh, behavior and watched through a peephole in the wall. So she was just like, you guys don't have to pay me sometimes. Like, do it She was fun. just like, yes. I just 100% want someone inside Get in this bed. Get in. Um, sounds like some men on Grindr. Ooh. Ooh. This is ancient grinder. Yeah, seriously. Literally, you have to see them on the road. Grinder. Um, but apparently, they were very uh, prolific with saying the uh, races of the men that she would have sex with. Yeah. Uh, I didn't include that, but apparently, she liked to have sex with minorities. 
So sounds like Grinder. I said Savannah. But... the sexual encounters podcast <laughs> this is the spoopy podcast now, yeah savannah's gonna listen to be like <laughs> she's like you fat bitch <laughs> but she's also gonna be like you're right <laughs> uh, no 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 um well, well <laughs> uh so as oversexed as he was fred was not interested in all in ordinary sex it had to involve bondage vibrators acts of sadism or lesbianism to get him involved oh my god Fred took erotic photos of Rose and ran them as ads in magazines for swingers. But honestly, this still sounds like... Grinder. Norm, normal sex, not... <laughs> I mean, sadism... A little much. Depends on... Vibrator's bondage. Yeah. Just... Not for me, but, but it's out that's there. that's pretty common. Like, yeah. not for you, but not for me. Common. Anyways, uh, he advertised her as a prostitute. 70s? What? They had vibrators in the 70s? Yeah, they had the Hitachi magic wand. It's the original one. I don't know what the fuck that means, but okay. The size of an oven. Oh. And you, you gotta sit on top of it. <laughs> you gotta plug it in. There's not even in, batteries. Just in. put it in the wall. Oh my god. Uh, I won't use any names. Savannah. But, <laughs> but I have a friend. He's been, on a guest. He's been a guest on the show. I'm just gonna say I'm not using any names. Uh, you guys can use any names that you want to to make assumptions. But someone that I know had a uh, vibrator that they plug into the wall and they broke a breaker. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why when you said you plugged into the wall, that's what I thought of. So uh, I'll tell you the name later, but... But it's Savannah. <laughs> I didn't say that. But you're not saying no, so it It's is. not Savannah. <laughs> Savannah, I know what you did. Um, so... When Rose murdered Charmaine, she created a problem and an opportunity for Fred regarding his first wife, Rena. Uh, it was just a matter of time before Rena came back looking for Charmaine. In fact, in August of 1971, Rena sought Walter, Fred's father, in hopes that he could tell her what happened to Charmaine. Fred saw that he had no choice but to kill Rena. Uh, in all likelihood, he probably got her very drunk and then strangled her at his house on Midland Road. Spoopy! He then dismembered her body and mutilated it in the same odd way that he had had uh, Anna, McMuff Anna McFall's body. He cut off fingers of Rena and the toes, and he put her remains into bags and buried her in the same general area that he buried Anna McFall. Later that year, Fred and Rose became friendly with their new neighbor, Elizabeth Agius, who babysat for them several times. When Fred and Rose returned home, <laughs> when Fred and Rose returned home, Elizabeth asked them if they where they had been. Surprisingly candid answer was that they were cruising around looking for young girls, hopefully virgins. Fred thought that with Rose in the car, a young woman would not fear taking a ride with them. Elizabeth assumed at the time that they were joking. Another time, Agius was openly propositioned by Fred. Uh, they were married. Uh, Fred and Rose were married in January of 1972. In June of 1972, Rose had another daughter by Fred. They named her Mae West. Mae West. 
Fred and Rose decided Why that they need. Come on over and fuck, fuck me in the. Ass. No, oh. she said that, and that happened. Oh. oh. Yikes! They took her soul. Yeah. Uh, then they capitalist. decided. <laughs> what? This is very relevant, but not for the reasons that we wanted to be relevant. I told you. <laughs> uh, so Fred and Rose decided that they needed a house to raise their growing family and also to accommodate Rose's prostitution business. Mm. Number, 50, or number 25, Cromwell, was just the place. The house was not much to look at from the outside, but the inside was large and had a garage and a good-sized cellar. That's what I say about myself. Per- good-sized garage? Where's your... What's a garage? Mouth. Your mouth? (laughs) Booby. The eyes are the window to the house. (laughs) The eyes are the window to the dick. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. I can see that. Um, So they took in lodgers to pay for the rent. Um, Fred had had plans for the cellar. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. They're... (laughs) I almost put up my wine in that. First... So they're planning on running a prostitution business out of this house. There's two kids now, because the other one's dead. Uh, no, three, three kids, again, uh-huh. because one of them's dead. Yeah, another one. Yeah. Um, and there's this man and wife who are also swingers, but the wife also wants to fuck everyone. The man also wants to fuck everyone, but it's like, hey, we need roommates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's, yeah, okay. That's yes, what so. I was laughing at, sorry. There's a corner in the garage down there. Yeah. You could sleep there. There's a bed. We might be on that bed with you at some point, but... Pretty sure that if you sleep in it, you're going to get crabs, but it's cheap. Who doesn't in this house, including all three children? All the children. No pubic hair, but they still have crabs. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, Fred had plans (laughs) for the cellar cellar and told... We're talking about hermit crabs, right? (laughs) Yeah. Little... Plastic little cages. cages. His name is Henry. Um... (laughs) Fred had plans for the cellar and told Elizabeth Agius that he was either going to make it into a place for Rose to entertain her clients, oh my Lord. Uh, or he would soundproof it and use it as a torture chamber. <laughs> oh, eh, eh, <laughs> Can't decide. <laughs> Can you flip a coin for me? Well. <laughs> uh, so the first client was his eight-year-old daughter, oh. Anna Marie. He and Rose undressed her and told her that she was lucky that she had such caring parents who were making sure that when she got married, she would be able to satisfy her husband. At the age of eight, they eight. were te- teaching her this. Mm-hmm. this. Anna Marie's hands were tied behind her, and they put a gag in her mouth while his her father raped her. Then while Rose held the girl down, her father raped her. The pain was so severe that the girl could not go to school for several days. She was warned that she would be beaten if she ever told anyone about the rape. That's disgusting. In 1972, Fred and Rose picked up a 17-year-old girl named Carolyn Owens and hired her as a nanny. They promised Carolyn, the family, Carolyn's family that they would watch out for her while she lived with them. Carolyn was very attractive, so much so that Rose and Fred competed with each other to seduce her. Uh, in short order, Carolyn found the Wests repugnant and told them that she was leaving. The couple abducted her, stripped her, and raped her. Fred told her that if she didn't do what he wanted, he said, quote, I'll keep you in the cellar and let my black friends have you. And when we're finished, we'll kill you and bury you under the paving stones of Gloucester. Terrified, she believed him. When her mother saw her bruises, she got the truth from her and they called the police. Good for them. Yeah. She had me until kill me. Like, 
good. I was all in. Like, oh, you're going to take it to your black friends? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> and they were like, going to kill me. I'm like, oh. I don't want that. It's pretty, <laughs> this is horrific. Yeah, he's making bad jokes. This is why he's not on our podcast. But you like should listen a to baby. Let's talk about Sounds gay stuff. Good. <laughs> let's talk about gay stuff. Uh, there was a hearing in January of 1973. Uh, Fred was 31 and Rose a mere 19 and oh pregnant once again. For a third time. Mm-hmm. Fred was able to con the magistrate into believing that Carolyn was a willing partner. Despite Fred's what criminal record, mm-hmm. despite Fred's criminal record, the magistrate did not believe that the Wests were capable of violence, and he fined them. It's like, oh, they've got three kids. They're they're doing upstanding stuff. citizens. They're one of them's a prostitute. The other you one know? is still working at the slaughterhouse. Maybe I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what he, he does was. now. Yeah. But uh, so. <laughs> so for some time, the Wests had been carrying on a friendship with seamstress Linda Goh. G-O-U-G-H. Go. G-O-U-G-H. Go. Go. Goog. Go. Go. Uh, eventually, Linda moved into 25 Cromwell Street to take care of the children. Something went amiss in the relationship, and Linda was murdered. Fred dismembered her and buried her in a pit in the garage. True to his ritual, he removed her fingers, toes, and kneecaps. When Linda's family came looking for her, they were told that, they, that she had stayed there, but she had left. A hideous pattern was emerging. Young women would come to stay at 25 Cromwell either as lodgers, friends, or nannies, but so few ever made it out with their lives. August 1973, their first son was born, Stephen. Emboldened by their success of raping Carolyn, Mm -hmm. uh, they abducted 15-year-old Carol Ann Cooper in November and amused themselves with her sexually. Uh, she outlived their entertainment value and was snuffed out by strangulation or suffocation. She was dismembered and buried. Fred enlarged the cellar and was demolishing the garage to build an extension of the main house, always at strange hours in the middle of the night. Because that was when he was like, I need this. Like, uh, I need, this I need to bury this table. woman. Yeah. Got to build something over top of it. Yeah. Um, a little over a month later, university student Lucy Partington had gone home to her mother's house to spend the Christmas holiday. On December 27, she went to visit her disabled friend and left to catch a ba- bus shortly after 10 p.m. She had the misfortune to meet up with Fred and Rose, who probably knocked her out and abducted her. Like Carol Ann Cooper, she was tortured for approximately a week and then murdered, dismembered, and buried in Fred's, con- Fred's construction projects. He cut himself while dismembering Lucy and had to go to the hospital for stitches on January 3rd, 1974. Are you laughing at this? <laughs> Lucy, like Carol Ann Cooper, was reported missing, uh, but there was nothing to tie the two girls to the Wests. Between April 1974 and April 1975, three young women, Therese Siegenthaler, 21, Shirley Hubbard, 15, and Juanita Mott, 18, met the same fate as Carol Ann Cooper and Lucy Partington. Their tortured and dismembered bodies were buried under the cellar floor of the West's house. Bondage was becoming a major thrill for for Fred and Rose. Shirley's head had been wrapped entirely with tape and a plastic tube was inserted into her nose so that she could breathe. Juanita was subjected to even more extreme bondage. Juanita was gagged with a ligature made from two long white nylon socks, a bra, and two pairs of tights, one within the other. 
She was then tied up with lengths of plastic-covered rope, like sheep tie at the rodeo, uh, to where she could only wiggle around like a trapped animal. Incredibly enough, with the carnage in the house, or with the... with What the fuck did I write? <laughs> what the anyway. fuck is happening on this day? <laughs> Fred continued to attract the police with continuous thefts and fencing of stolen goods. It was Wait, necess- okay, so he's in... He's, tor- capturing and torturing people he's like I'm gonna keep pushing the buttons and keep still gonna them. steal though he had to because he had to keep uh, pay, he had to pay for his home improvement projects mm-hmm. um, and subsequently the concrete to bury My the victims my question in several of these things when do these people have time to fucking sleep I mean we look at Jeffrey Dahmer we look at the Candyman we look at this right now these are people who are doing these things at all hours of the night they go to the work go to the work mm-hmm. <laughs> Je- yep. Jeffrey Dahmer worked for 6 days of the week and he was working like long hours of like long shifts and then he then go to gay bars and then abduct men and then rape them and destroy their bodies and then go to work the next morning like when are you sleeping? How are you? What is happening? I I don't know. That uh, that was that's one because you can questions. go to the doctor and be like, I'm tired, and they're like, All right, here's amphetamines. Mm-hmm. All right, here's some. Uh, you uh, ever tried meth? Cody. Yeah. <laughs> that wakes you right the fuck heroin. up. Heroin. Um, Morphine is is yeah. heroin. Take yeah. meth in the morning and then heroin at night. Yeah, you'll just go to sleep. <laughs> uh, in 1967, the Wests enticed a young woman uh, designated as a Miss A by the courts. What was that noise? Probably cars outside. Mm. I can't hear it. Okay. Um, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. They enticed a, a girl from a home for wayward girls. Um, at Cromwell Street, Miss A was led into a room with two naked girls who were prisoners there. She witnessed the torture of the two girls and was raped by Fred and sexually assaulted by Rose. Oh, boy. One of the girls that Miss A probably saw was Anna Marie, Fred's daughter, who was a constant target of the couple's sexual sadism. Um, as if Fred's rape and torture of his daughter was not enough, he brought home friends to have sex with his daughter. Oh, my in 1977, the upstairs of the house had been remodeled to allow for a number of lodgers. One of them was Shirley Robinson, 18, a former prostitute with bisexual inclinations. She developed relationships, relationships with both Fred and Rose, uh, and she became f- pregnant with Fred's child after Rose was pregnant with the child of one of their clients. Um, while Fred was d- pleased that Rose was carrying a mixed-race child... Uh, Rose was not comfortable with Shirley carrying Fred's child. Shirley foolishly thought that she could pl- displace Rose in Fred's life, and the process jeopardized her own existence. Rose made it clear that Shirley had to go. Seven months after Rose gave birth to Tara, in December of 1977, Shirley joined the rest of the girls buried on Cromwell Street. The cellar being full, Shirley was Did put... Did Rose a- kill her? Hmm? Rose killed her? No. It doesn't make it... Clear, Clear, but I think yeah. it'd probably be both. Yeah. Um, Shirley was put in the rear garden along with her unborn child. This time, Fred dismembered Shirley uh, with the unborn baby. Uh, it, I mean, I think he took the baby, the baby out. out. Oh. Um, November 1978, Rose and Fred had yet another daughter who they named Louise. 
making a total of six children in the bizarre and unwholesome household. She also impregnated his Fred also impregnated his daughter, mm-hmm. Hannah Marie. But the pregnancy occurred in her fallopian tubes and had to be terminated. She was 14 years old. Oh, my God. Well, okay. Terminated. That means that they had to go to a doctor. Yep. At this point, you are taken to an actual doctor. They did not question this child and say, how did you get pregnant or anything like that? It was just like, oh, she's pregnant. This ter- has to be terminated. We'll get there-ish. Um, in May of 1979, Rose's father died of a lung ailment. Several months later, the Wests were up to their old tricks and murdered a troubled teenager named Allison Chambers after they raped and tortured her. Like Shirley, Allison was buried in the Overflow Cemetery in the rear garden. The children were aware of some of the going-ons in the home, and they knew that Rose was a prostitute and that Anna Marie was being raped by her father. When Anna Marie moved out to live with her boyfriend, Fred focused his sexual advances on Heather and May. So I think... They told the doctor that she got pregnant by her boyfriend. Mm. Um, Heather resisted her father and was beaten for it. In June of 1980, Rose gave birth to Barry, Fred's second son. Then again, on April of 1982, Rose gave birth to Rosemary Jr., who was not Fred's child. July 1983, Rose gave birth to another daughter who they named Luciana. She was so obviously while they're while she's prostituting. She's not using any sort of birth control. No. <laughs> She's like, oh, anyone who comes inside me, gonna have gonna it. have that baby. I think now, I mean, this is just starting into the HIV crisis. Yeah. But I don't think they care. Yeah, they don't care. They're murderers. Yeah. Um, so, 1983, she gave birth to another daughter, Louisiana, who is, uh, Luciana, who is half black like Tara. Luciana Purchase? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Rosemary Jr., so they got two half, three half black children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure Fred is like, oh, yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, but people are not, people are just probably like, oh, my God. Yeah. They are I have kids. something also to say. Um, well, well, after say, the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so Rose became increasingly irrational and beat the children without provocation. The stress of so many children in the household took its toll on Rose's already bad temper. The Wests probably continued to carry on their sexual abductions, but did not bury any of these new victims at 25 Cromwell Street. In 1986, the wall of filial silence was protect- that had protected the Wests was broken. Oh boy. Heather told a girlfriend about her father's advances and her mother's affairs and the beatings she received. The girlfriend told her parents, who were friends of the Wests, and Heather's life was put into jeopardy. After her parents murdered her, they told the children that she left home. And if you'll recall back to the beginning of the story where we talked about Heather being murdered, Mm -hmm. they just murdered Heather. Um, So they told the children that she left home. Fred asked his son Stephen to help him dig a hole in the rear garden where Fred later buried Heather's dismembered body. Hey, your sister left home, but could you help me dig a really deep a hole? A really deep hole in the backyard? Just, just, just real quick. I just, yeah, it's not, not a big deal. Not, not No big deal. But you have to. Yeah. Or your mom's going to hurt you. Yeah, someone's going to. Rose built up her prostitution business by advertising in special magazines. She and Fred were on the lookout for women who, could, who they could get to participate in their various perversions, as well as prostitute herself under Rose's direction. So they were trying to become... Pimps. Yeah. Um, one such they're, woman. They're running a, a brothel. Yeah. 
One such woman, Kathleen Halliday, became a fixture in the West household and saw firsthand the black bondage suits and masks that they had collected, plus the whips and the chains. With good reason, Catherine became alarmed and quickly broke off the relationship with them. Good for her. Jeez. She was like, I don't like any of this. This was too much. Like, I was ready to come here, have, like, normal sex and get some money and give you some of it. Like, that's fine. But all this is too much. You guys have gone a little too far. Like, I feel like I have gone from ripcord to something What's Whatever worse is that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as time went on, Fred and Rosemary became increasingly concerned about uh, creating a facade of respectability and not because they cared what people thought about them because they were concerned that the knowledge of what had gone in their house, gone on in their house, would jeopardize their freedom. Uh, West's long run of luck came to an end. Uh, one of the very young girls that Fred had raped with Rose's assistance told one of her friends what happened. And the girl went to the police, and the case was assigned to a very talented and persistent detective constable named Hazel Savage. Come on, Hazel Savage. Who she remembered also Fred. A prostitute as well? No, she remembered Fred from his days with Rena. Rena had mm. gone to Hazel to say, Where's my daughter? Yeah. Um, so she So re- this is now uh, 15 years of this happening. Yeah. And they're only now getting cracks in this story. Because the 70s were a hell of a time. It was true. I was going to say this later, but I guess now is perfect time. Um, uh, A lot of the serial killers that we have researched and a lot of very prominent serial killers were in the 70s. I mean, mean, besides Jeffrey Dahmer, I mean, the Candyman, Ted Bundy. Because the police were just like... They ran away. Yeah. yeah. You stupid bitch. This is not important. They don't love you. That's what, like, all this is going on at the same time that all these things happen here in America. It, like, just... Yep. The weird time in the 70s. 70s were... were It's fun. Stupid. Yeah. Um, But we got all in the family out of that, so... Yeah. It's probably a win. Um... (laughs) So, so Hazel Savage remembered all of the stories that Rena would tell him about... Fred being a sexual pervert. August 6th. My birthday! 1992. That's not exciting. You're after my birthday. My original birthday. Whatever. The police (laughs) arrived at 25 Cromwell Street with a search warrant to look for pornography and evidence of child abuse. They found mountains of pornography and they arrested Rose for assisting in the rape of a minor. Fred was arrested for rape and sodomy of a minor. Savage went to work with the interviewing the family members and the friends of the Wests. When she talked to Anna Marie, she heard for the first time the shocking story about how she had been so severely abused. She also expressed her concerns about Charmaine, who Hazel had known from her experiences with Rena. Uh, Hazel had all that she needed to bring child abuse charges, but she needed to further investigate the disappearance of Charmaine, Rena, and Heather. Hazel was not satisfied that Heather had disappeared without a trace. Insurance and tax records showed that Heather had not been employed, nor she had ever visited a doctor in the past four years. She had either left the country or she was dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, The younger children were taken from Rose and put into government care. With Fred in jail and the police closing in on her, Rose took an overdose of pills and attempted a suicide. Her son Stephen found her and saved her life. 
Fred didn't do much better in prison. He was very depressed and sorry for himself. Uh, and actually, his luck was holding out for the time. Because Even though he had gone back and forth with confessing. No, not yet. Oh, not yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the case against the Wests collapsed because two of the key witnesses decided to not testify against them. Wow. Really? Um, the seeds of their discovery had been sown. The strange, inexplicable dis- disappearance of Heather was firmly implanted in the detective's mind, so she wasn't going to let that go. Yeah. Um, Hazel took over the case and launched an inquiry into Heather's whereabouts. Uh, when no sign of the girl was found, Hazel feared that Heather was buried under the patio, which was a rumor of the time. Uh, the West children were questioned repeatedly, and Fred had threatened them if, that if they didn't keep their silence, they would end up under the patio like their sister. Even though he was in jail? At this point. I don't know if he's in jail still. Okay. Um, Detective and Superintendent John Bennett, who was in charge of the media-sensitive cases, uh, finally... What? Anyway, the warrant to search the Cromwell Street house and garden was signed. But the logistics of digging up 15 by 60 foot garden were not trivial. Um, Furthermore, Fred's extension to the house was built over a portion of the garden. uh, So the search would be very expensive and media was going to be like, what's going on? You're taking apart a giant house. What's going on here? There's tons of police. What's happening? (laughs) Also, we heard rumors about these people. They would have been all over it, especially in the now late 80s, early 90s. Late 80s. Yeah. Early 90s, yeah. The things improved for the investigation after Fred confessed to killing his daughter after human bones other than Heather's body were found in the garden. So now it's 1994. Rose was informed of Fred's confession. She claimed that Fred had sent her out of the house that day. Heather disappeared and had no knowledge of Heather's death. Um, the police set about the grim, grim task of digging up the entire garden. Fred had been released temporarily until there was evidence to hold him. But as Fred watched the police dig up the garden, he knew it was only a matter of time before they found Heather and others. Mm-hmm. Fred told his son that he had done something really bad and would be going away for a while. Steve remembered that, quote, he looked at me so evil and so cold, a look that went right through me. Finally, the police found the remnants of a young woman, dismembered and decapitated. 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 Uh, then another victim, and then the police heard about the disappearance of Shirley Robeson. The investigation widened. Ooh, boy. To protect Rose, Fred claimed responsibility for all of the murders that he was charged. He was charged with the murders of Heather, Shirley Robinson, and another unidentified third woman. Furthermore, an investigation was opened into the disappearance of Rena and Charmaine. For some reason, Fred decided to tell the police about the girls buried in the cellar. Uh, he admitted to murdering the girls, but not the rape. These girls, he maintained, he, I, wanted I to have sex. I bet he probably reached a point that, like, I'm in jail or being held somewhere else. They're going to find they're gonna them. They're going to keep digging. Like, yeah. they're going to find them. Even if they had no idea that there was going to be something underneath the cellar, he was like, they might find it. So yeah. I'm, just I'm already going to jail. They, yeah. But the thing he won't admit to, <clears throat> raping them. Really? I didn't rape them. Just so he thinks them. that it was all consensual. Yeah, they wanted to have sex with him. Oh my god! No one um, wants to have sex with that. What you showed me, Planet of the and Apes. what I told you earlier, always—that's no one wanted that. Um, so Fred would chat about his murders, and the police would try to grapple with the evidence. They lined up the bodies with names, but it wasn't easy to identify who was who. There were nine sets of bones discovered in the cellar. 
and the police did not know who they were. Fred was not much help since he couldn't remember the names of the people or details of anyone that he picked up. As the case developed, Rose abandoned Fred to save herself. She tried to position herself as the victim of a murderous man, but she was not particularly convincing, um, and the police were like, you, you, you did it, girl. Yeah. Um, so the bodies of Rena, Anna McFall, and Charmaine were found as Fred continued to cooperate with the police. On the Mary Bastholm case, Fred decided to quit cooperating, and her body was never found. Um, at their joint hearing, Fred attempted to console Rose, but she avoided his touch, and she told the police that he made her sick. The great partnership in their crime was over. Um, after... So she was trying to pretend. She was like, like, I don't know nothing I about him. I didn't do this, yeah. Even she, she kept on trying to force a narrative. Yeah. So after she rejected him on December 13th, 1994, he was charged with 12 murders. Again, Rose brushed him off. He had written to her and said, quote, We will always be in love. You will always be Miss West all over the world. That is important to me and to you. All over the world now because you are now famous. Yes. <laughs> People um, know you, girl. Well, it was a media shit show. Yeah. Um, just before noon on New Year's Day at the Wis- Winston Green Prison in Birming- Birm- Birmingham. Birmingham. Um, when the guards Birmingham, that was a that was difficult. For a <clears throat> that while. was rough. <laughs> while the guards were having lunch, Fred hanged himself with strips of his bed sheets. He clearly had planned to uh, murder himself in advance so that he would not be discovered or charged. Uh, despite the small amount of direct evidence linking her to the murders, Rose went to trial on October third, nineteen ninety five. A number of witnesses, including Carolyn Owens, Miss A, and her daughter, Anna Marie, testified that Rose's sadistic sexual assaults on young women were true. Uh, The goal of the prosecution led by Brian Levison was to construct a tight web of circumstantial evidence against Rose. Uh, The defense, led by Richard Ferguson, tried to show that the evidence of sexual assault was not the same as the evidence of murder. They, she raped him. She just didn't murder him. Are you kidding me? Rose did not know what Fred was doing when he murdered the girls and buried them in various places. Ferguson made the mistake of putting Rose on the stand. Her defiance came through as very clear to the jury. Furthermore, the prosecution learned to... Extra- Excuse me? <laughs> Are you... What is that? He's filing his nails. It looks like a chalkboard eraser. It's a buffer. Buffer. Uh, so the prosecution was like, damn, she angry. Let's make her angrier. So She's the jury's so like crazy. Because well, we already talked about that she was not the uh, uh, brightest bulb in the flowers. She was like... A, Look at you. <laughs> something, yeah, something poignant. Yeah. That's what I said. Like um, a thorn of flowers? She, she was like one... <laughs> window in a room of doors. Got Thomas. <laughs> Spooby! What? Uh, someone's gonna enjoy my stupid jokes, okay? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. <laughs> so she left the jury with the entrenched belief that she had treated her children badly and she was very dishonest. Finally, the defense played the recordings of Fred West describing how he had murdered the victims when Rose was out of the house. Unfortunately for Rose... 
Fred was lying. Was this still a joint trial at this point? Or they're now being Oh, he's dead. Okay. So they're only trying her. Oh, yeah. He'd hang himself. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Sorry. Um, the dramatic evidence was shown, was given by Janet Leach, who called, who was called as the, quote, appropriate adult witness. I don't know what that means. Um, to Fred Who's West's police interview. Have I heard her name? No. So then why is she the witness? I don't know. She was in the police station when he was confessing. Uh, anyway, uh, Fred had told her that Rose was involved in the murders and that Rose had murdered Charmaine and Shirley Robinson without him, but he had made a deal with his wife to take all the blame. Janet was so stressed by this confidential confession that she suffered a stroke, uh, and only after Fred's death she felt that she could tell police what he had said to her. After the testimony, she collapsed and had to be taken to the hospital immediately. You guys call me dramatic. Jesus. I had a stroke when I had to talk to someone. Listen. Okay. <laughs> you're having a stroke right now. I... Yeah, probably. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, Levison called Rose the strategist and the dominant partner, and that the evidence uh, evidence that Rosemary West knew nothing is not worthy of belief. Ferguson, in his summary, stressed that the evidence only pointed to Fred. Uh, no. I think I agree with them. I think that say that Rose was the strategist of this entire thing because I think the entire time she was like, "Give me some bitches." She, to she fuck. wanted some dick and pussy, apparently, and wanted he wanted some pussy and some <laughs> some pussy, and he some pussy, and also wanted some someone of a different ethnicity to impregnate his wife. So, like, he wanted. All of this. They were all. They were. They, they all wanted dick together. and pussy. Both of them wanted dick and pussy. And regardless. murdering. And murdering. So I mean, she was definitely like on board with like, let's go around and pick up some girls. Let's go around and like pick up some dick. Like, let's go for it. I mean, sh I agree that she was a, a strategist in this whole thing. Sorry. Yep. Thanks. Um, so in the end, the jury found her guilty of the murders of Charmaine, Heather, Shirley Robinson, and other the the other girls buried at the house. She was then sentenced to life imprisonment with 10 counts of murder. Good. Um, she is imprisoned under something called the Queen's Leisure, mm -hmm. which is just basically she's in jail forever unless the Queen's like, okay, maybe. Come on out. Yeah. Um, and I think <clears throat> she's dead. I didn't Rose? really look that up. But I imagine she's dead. Rose? Is it Rosemary West, yeah. Yeah, but she was born in the 60s. No. Nope, she's alive. Yes, I was going to say, she's still alive. She's 65. She lives in Northam United Kingdom. Not lives. She's, she's, she's in prison. <laughs> yep. Good. L living and in prison are, are slightly different things. I mean... In, well, actually, in, in America, you can go to prison and you get out. free health care and... Uh, TVs in your cell and yeah. the food twice, three three times a day. I mean, you get treated very well in prison. Why don't you go to jail? Honestly, the, I, there's this meme floating around Twitter right now that's like, if you could go to jail for one week and it forgives your student loans, bitch, I have $26,000 of student loans. I'll go to jail for a week and get rid of those. Fuck. You can fuck me in the butthole as many times as I need to for that week. And I'll be okay with $26,000 gone over my head. Just saying. Anyways, America's fucked up. <laughs> Anyways, 
Uh, is that it? Yep. Oh. She's yeah. still in jail. That, that was a great end, right? <laughs> that was a, a great end to that. <laughs> in 2001, she said that she's never going to try to appeal her convictions again. Good. But she said, I'm innocent. I'll stay in this jail, but, then but I'm innocent. But she also said, yeah, I will never appeal this, but I'm innocent. Yep. Bitch, you're not innocent. You killed a lot of people, or even if you didn't actually do any of the actual killing, you knew about every single one of them. Yep. You could have done something about it. You could have made some action to make sure it wasn't happening anymore. And on top of that, she was enticing to killing that Shirley lady with her child, uh, probably Rena as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Like all these things, she was a factor in all of these murders as well. So, yeah, that's gonna be a no. I don't feel bad for you, girl. Um, yeah, you're in jail. You deserve it. You killed people, and you raped your children. Yep. Or allowed the rape, even if you didn't actually do the rape of your children. You held them. You down held. To yeah, be exactly. Disgusting, and not even raped by your husband, or that's not by his friends, any better strangers. But like you allowed them. Them, all sorts of people. So, where, what about the strangers? Do we know? Was there any way to figure out who had caused these 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 oh, crimes? No. no. Yeah, they were strangers. Strangers. Yeah, yeah. What is that noise? It's a siren. There was. <gasps> a, I was napping earlier today, and there was one coming over the bridge that was trying to get by everyone because you know that bridge going over my house, um, and it went on for a solid like minute. I was like, I swear to God, if you guys don't stop right now, you're going to ruin my nap, and I'm going to be pissed off the entire night. I'm still pissed off, but it's fine. (laughs) His life's so terrible. I was trying to nap. Okay. (laughs) The police blow by here at three in the morning and blast their sirens. That's going to be a no for me. No, it happens all the time at our house. I have lots of noise to cancel things. Anyways, talking about dead people. Um, Shit. That was, that was a good one. I, where did you find all this information? Like the full like uh, story uh, timeline. Oh, somebody wrote it wrote it up, and I just paraphrased. Okay. It really. Yeah. Um, I should give her credit, shouldn't I? Ooh, Maybe if you want to. what's her name? Somebody. Oh no, no. What's uh, her name? Somebody, 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 somebody. Anybody Half of it's me? from the BBC Somebody and they don't credit. Shut up! BBC and they credit don't credit anybody, and the other half is by Marilyn Bardsley, who wrote Fred and Rose West, The Gloucester House of Horrors. Well, that was good. I like that. Because the reason why I asked it is because, like, I've, for example, the Toy Box Killer I did a couple weeks ago, there was no timeline and it was just a bunch of dead people. And or allegedly dead people, because <laughs> we don't have bodies or any signs of anything. So it's like, where did you find all this information if both of them did not admit to anything? Because so. a lot of this was probably the most uh, media sensationalized case of the '90s in, yeah. in in England. Yeah, they had to wait until Diana to die before yeah. they had anything else to talk about. Because Shipman was what was that? The late late or early 2000s, right? Yeah. The doctor, yeah. Because that was the biggest one that came out after that. Oh, boy. Yikes. I'm actually loving the series that we're, we're, we've got. Because we've got all sorts of different things besides just uh, murders mm-hmm. and serial killers. We've hit mermaids. We've hit sirens. We've hit monsters, in, mythical monsters and 
Um, it's good. I'm, it's causing causing me to explore a couple of other venues, phenomenons across phenoms, phenoms across the the world, and and kind of branching out. And I want to do like a. a, a I really wanted to do India. Yeah. But there's not been one that I was just like, Ooh. whoa. Yeah. But I think I've done England and I've done like every country. Yeah. And then I've done China. Yeah. So I think I might want to do Russia next. Okay. Chernobyl. The Atlas Pass. Oh. We already talked about those. No, I think there's a, a St. Petersburg killer. I should probably do Australia. Ooh. I bet you they've got some good ones. I bet they got some messed up shit. No, mm. I think there is a Sydney killer. I think someone told me about it while I was in Sydney. <laughs> Ooh. Choices. Well, you can um, do Australia then. Okay, I'll, I'll, fi- I'll find something. Um, yeah, I'll find something. Because I think they like went to like Sydney, Melbourne, and the Gold Coast, which is a city. I'm going to talk about the Illuminati. That'd be fun. Conspiracy theory. That's the one I was going to say. If we could find a conspiracy theory that is somewhere else, that would be lit. Dope. 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 Yeah. Especially if it's a conspiracy, because you don't believe any conspiracy conspiracy theories anywhere. Mm. If it was something you researched and was like, okay. Deep state. What does that mean? I mean, Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. (laughs) Um... The Illuminati is a good conspiracy theory. I'll think about it. Yeah. We got to cut this off because we're getting pretty close to two hours. Oh, boy. Um, so <clears throat> if you liked this show and you like gay shit, you should take a listen to our sister podcast. Wait, who's gay? Our sister Some podcast. <laughs> Some people I don't know. Let's Fun talk about gay stuff. stuff. I said our spoopy podcast. Our spoopy let's gay stuff. <laughs> it's a Listen Works production. Oh my God. We, we are, are an LLC now. Can I say that? Yeah. Right now. It's true. <laughs> I said it. It's true. It's what I said. Um, yeah, they talk about gay stuff. The- historical gay stuff. <laughs> they hit on a lot of historical shit. And also make it funny at the same time. And very entertaining to listen to. Uh, which I love because being a young gay person who is like, I'm gay. I'm making history. Uh, bitch, there's a lot of things that came before you that made a lot of things happen. Listen to Let's Talk About Gay Stuff and they will teach you about it. Every mm-hmm. single week, they have topics that came from that week. So you know exactly what you're getting into. Tony's a little long-winded, though. Is Tony the long-winded one? Or is it Kendall? Or is it Thomas? It's Thomas? You can take a listen at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff and find out which one is your long-winded friend. Which long-winded friend are you? Oh, my God. Which, this should be a BuzzFeed quiz. Oh, my God. We should do a buzz, BuzzFeed quiz. Which listen works queen are you? Like- are you a Chris? Are you a Spencer? Are you a Thomas? Are you a Kendall? Or are you a... What's his name? I'm just kidding. Brittany. Brittany. Is it Brittany? Uh, That would be cute. That'd be funny, actually. We should do it. We should do it. Um, Twitter poll. Also. (laughs) Hey. Hey. You a small business owner? Oh, my God. Are you trying to do it all? Oh, my God. Are we listening? Uh, You should take marketing, for example. Nowadays, your business has to have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, a LinkedIn account. Who has time to take pictures, write posts, and get them all posted? (laughs) Let alone. no one. Exactly. And what if you had to comment, share, and respond to followers? You'd be up all fucking night. I have no time. No time. You'd be up all night. I have naps to take. I mean, honestly. Uh, Uh, Don't worry. Economy Works is here to help. (sighs) 
Let Economy Works Talent Network help you do more with less, like marketing. Uh. You can grow your business. Uh. Economy Works. When we work, the economy, economy works. works. You can find out more at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W O R K S dot com. Oh my god. I love that. That's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Okay. So, go. um, you know, should we? We should probably tell people where they go find us before we go. Oh, uh, okay. Did we not do that? I think we did that. We no, did we it once, but I mean, we got to do it multiple times. We got to do it like so. three times. Yeah. So, so. like, we got to. Ours Boobie Podcast. That's Ours Boobie Podcast at com. And you want to find us on Instagram? That's Ours Boobie Podcast. At Ours Instagram. Instagram. What about if you were going to look at us on Facebook? Um, I think that's Ours Boop. Slash our spoop. Yeah. And then if you want to hear some ranting on Twitter. By yours truly. <laughs> that's our spoopy. You want to drop us something personal just for us, not for anybody else. No just one else can see it. girlfriends this, uh, here on the podcast. If you want to murder someone and let us know about it. No, please don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, go to the police. <laughs> we will go to the police will, immediately. Um, we want to hear about it as well. So, so you could go to our spoopy or you could drop us a line at our spoopy podcast at gmail.com. Um, oh, just over two hours. So uh, remember, get, get spoopy with it. it. <laughs>